This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's February 28th, 2022, and welcome to the inaugural edition of the Ukraine Daily Brief from the DSR Network. I'm Grant Haver. Our goal with this show is to keep you up to speed on the latest developments in the Ukraine crisis by focusing on the headlines from media outlets around the world. Most mornings, Chris Kotnor and I will be joining you for five to 10 minutes per day. We also hope to bring you analysis from our network of experts when possible. All stories referenced in the podcast will be included in the show notes. In the evenings, we'll be sending a newsletter to our members recapping the coverage of the day. Today, we start in an unexpected place. On Saturday, SNL's cold open featured the Ukrainian chorus Dumka of New York performing A Prayer for Ukraine. At the end of the performance, the camera zoomed in to reveal an assortment of candles spread out on a table that spelled Kiev. It was a somber, though not unprecedented, move by SNL. You can watch the performance and read more about SNL's cold open at the Washington Post. On Sunday, NPR and other outlets reported that Ukraine and Russia have agreed to send a delegation to Belarus for talks. The meeting is expected to take place today. We'll be sure to update you tomorrow with the results. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has low expectations for the meeting, saying, I do not really believe in the outcome of this meeting, but let them try. Also happening over the weekend, the United Nations Security Council voted Sunday to convene a rare special session of the General Assembly to address Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The move came as President Putin declared that he had placed Russia's nuclear defense system on high alert. After consultations with the foreign ministers of European Union member states, the EU's chief diplomat, Josep Borrell, announced that the European Union will be allocating half a billion euros to supply arms and equipment to the Ukrainian armed forces. This is a novel approach for the European Union and we'll be tracking closely. Read more about it in Die Zeit. In addition, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz announced that the German military will send 1,000 anti-tank weapons and 500 Stinger-class surface-to-air missiles to Ukraine. He also announced that Germany would be raising their defense spending to the 2% all members of NATO pledged in 2014. Ursula von der Leyen, president of the EU Commission, announced that EU airspace will be closed to all Russian aircraft, including private jets. She also announced that RT and Sputnik, two Russian state-run media outlets, will be banned from the EU. In other news, Google and Meta have both announced that Russian state media are no longer allowed to buy ads and that their channels will no longer be monetizable. The U.S. Embassy in Russia released a security alert yesterday saying an increasing number of airlines are canceling flights into and out of Russia, and numerous countries have closed their airspace to Russian airlines. U.S. citizens should consider departing Russia immediately via commercially available options. The U.S. Embassy reminds U.S. citizens that the Department of State's travel advisory level for Russia is at level four, do not travel. 
Another big story breaking over the weekend was the agreement to kick select Russian banks out of SWIFT, which is a messaging system that allows large financial institutions to send money to each other. This will make it harder for Russian banks to do business outside of their borders and was previously a sticking point for European states who rely on Russian oil and gas. Germany is actively working to reduce their energy dependence on Russia. Politico Europe reported that they are trying to upgrade two ports to create capacity to receive liquefied national gas from Qatar and the United States to replace the LNG that is directly piped to Germany from Russia. In other energy-related news, BP has announced that it is divesting its stake in Rosneft, Russia's state gas company. They own a 19.75% stake in that company that is worth approximately $25 billion. The New York Times reports that potentially as many as 100,000 Ukrainians have already left their homes and moved into Europe seeking asylum, while European countries and the United States have quickly responded to the need and are actively working to manage this humanitarian crisis, it is not as easy for everyone. The Independent reported that non-white asylum seekers were facing intense racism. Our final story for today, in an interview with Political Europe, Slovakia's Prime Minister Eduard Higar voiced his support for creating a new type of pathway toward EU membership for Ukraine. Ursula von der Leyen agreed, calling the country one of us. That's all the news we have for you. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip or topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at udb at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the Ukraine Daily Brief. So go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. And be sure to tune in to Deep State Radio tomorrow to hear more in-depth analysis with our special guest, former U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Bill Taylor. Stay safe and stay tuned to the Ukraine Daily Brief from the Deep State Radio Network.